the reason who does she think she is was called to business in the first place was because every shift that I had gone through in my life up until that point was for a purpose. And that purpose was to support others in their own transformation. So I had gotten to a place where I had built a business that was supposed to be transforming, but instead we were transactional. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnielle J. Harmon. If you're ready for high-level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow and connection to and beyond the million-dollar mark, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by Move to Millions Live, the only live event experience you need if you have millions on your mind as an entrepreneur or small business Go get all the details and grab your ticket now at movetomillionsevent.com. I am so excited to present to you this rewind episode, a rewind episode if this is your first time checking out the Move to Millions podcast. Hey, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. I know you'll be back because we keeps it all the way real here. The content that we share, the conversations that I have, the way that I stretch you to thinking, moving, acting, and deciding like a million-dollar CEO is everything that's waiting for you here. This Rewind conversation we played earlier in the season, and it got so much press that I wanted to run it back, especially as we prepare for 2024. When this Rewind episode plays, it will be New Year's Day. Happy New Year. And if you need anything in 2024, you need the courage to shift. So I am bringing you my conversation one more time with my clients and friend, Marissa Q. Payne of Marissa Q. Payne International. Listen, when it comes to shifting, to experiencing and navigating change. I don't know anybody who does it the way that Marissa does. And as you listen into her sharing her powerful story and unpacking nugget after nugget after nugget, I want you to decide today that in 2024, the year to ascend, you have the courage to shift what you need to shift so that nothing keeps you from what it is that God truly desires to bring into your life this year. Happy New Year. Let's jump in to the rewind of my conversation with Marissa Q. Payne. Marissa, oh, I'm so excited to welcome you to the Move to Millions podcast. How are you today? I'm fantastic, favorite. How are you? I'm good. I'm looking forward to this conversation because I know like those of you who are listening, I hope if you're listening in your car, you have your seatbelt on because something is going to be said that's going to make you want to swerve. Okay. (laughs) It's going to be good. I'm just warning you right now that this conversation is going to be extremely powerful. I am going to give Marissa an opportunity to introduce herself herself. But I want you guys to know that I'm so excited about this conversation because I have not met very many people who have a gift like Marissa has. And I'm going to tell you a story because she might not tell y'all this story. So I'm going to tell you when I first met, first met Marissa, it was back in like 2014, 2015. 
she bought my magnetic marketing success formula. You remember that? Of course. And uh, and she was supposed to come to the live event and something happened and she couldn't come. So she ended up coming the next year. And before she could even come to the event the next year, she ended up doing my um, strategic, at that point in time, biz we retreat. strategic biz retreat. Yes. And she came in. Okay. So let me, let me also say this, because depending upon how you listen, you may or may not see the video of Marissa. Marissa, her present, she has the kind of presence that as soon as she steps in your space, you feel different. You probably can't even tell it's her, but that's just who she is. Mm. And today, because she's walking in it, it's even more powerful. But even back then, $25 an hour, Marissa, mm, yes. still had all this power that we're going to get into today. So <laughs> I have been waiting anxiously for this conversation um, now, don't get me to crying before we even start. Listen, if the tears <laughs> flow, they're going to be in good company, right? So get some tissues too. Make sure you have some tissues with you in the car. But no, seriously, just take a moment and just tell everybody what you would want them to know about you right now. Oh, hi, family, friends, lurkers, y'all too. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa Q. Coleman Payne, super excited to be here. I am... For my entrepreneurs and professional folks, I am an executive life coach for women entrepreneurs and executives and an organizational chaos consultant for those who are making shift in their organizations. My mantra, make shift happen, is both my purpose and my calling. I support folks who are in transition in their life, in leadership, and working towards legacy, but struggling to make that happen because their heart knows what they want to do, but their head is struggling to make that happen. That is a long, fancy, branded way of saying, I am called to help people realize their full potential, to realize and um, get over themselves so that they make the transformation that's that they are called to make happen, happen. It was a journey for me to get here myself, as Danielle has mentioned. But when I tell you that it is my, oh man, it is my great honor and privilege to be sitting in this space as a result of this great woman <laughs> and her influence in my life. I am so blessed, honored, and grateful to have finally gotten to a space where I know my gift, my worth, my value. And I'm excited to be sharing a little bit about how you two, especially during life's tumultuous shifts, can still realize what it is you're supposed to do in your life and business. So that's okay. me. Oh my gosh, I have chills. There are three things that you said. I might be crying in a second. There are three <laughs> things that you said that we have to pull on. Okay. But I'm going to start with the last one. When you said, you know, I'm so excited to be sitting in the space where I know my gifts, my worth, and my value. Mm. And the reason why that makes me want to tear up is because, of course, I know your story. Like we, I mean, we've been riding this thing out for a minute. And, yeah. and to hear you boldly and powerfully say that. It just, <laughs> it just warms my heart. So we're going to come back to that because I want to talk about the journey and the transition for those who are listening that know that there is more, there should be more, but they don't know how to navigate the path. Like that's really the work you do extremely well. So I yeah. want to jump into that. But before we go there, you also said, you know, I help people get over themselves. Yes. And what I love about that piece is that 
what holds us back are the stories that we've been telling. And so your ability to really get in there and get a hold of that story and mm-hmm. yank it out at the root is like yeah. so powerful. And then last, and this was part of the first thing you said, working with those who are in transition in their life, in their leadership or in their legacy. So y'all know this is going to be a rich conversation because we got a lot to cover in the time that it is that we have. If you love the Move to Millions podcast and the Move to Millions book is blowing your mind, then you have got to join us for Move to Millions Live. All the details are waiting for you to secure your seat at movetomillionsevent.com. So I want to actually start where you finish. So Okay. Walk us through the journey of being able to sit here today, clear, confident, focused, committed on your worth, your value, your gifts. Yeah. Like, what did it take to get here? Because you even alluded to it. You're like, there's been a journey. What was that journey? How and what are some of the things that happened that got you to be here right now? Like, what were the biggest shifts that ensued for you or what shifts did you make happen to use your own tagline and catchphrase? Yes. So it's interesting. I'm going to say it because I know, like you said, that there are listeners who can relate to this. I always knew I was special, right? I was born different, right? Born gifted, different from my cousins and my friends. You know, I was a natural leader. So I knew there was, you know, something special about me. And before I started internalizing the messages and the negativity from people, I dreamed big, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, I had big aspirations. And over time, life began to chip away at what I thought was possible for my life. And I started to settle in on a more practical dream for myself. Still a big dream, right? I was an executive director in my career by the time I, before I started my business uh, 12, 13 years ago. And, you know, I had marriage, minivan, you know, and a bit and a career as a, you know, nonprofit CEO. It looked good. But in my soul, I knew that there was something more for me. And for me, I wanted to, you know, start a business didn't know any business owners, didn't know what that looked like. So, and I had that, who does she think she is thing from my childhood holding me back a little bit, but I was, you know, willing and courageous enough to, to sort of jump out there and do it in afraid, but I did it afraid in a way. And I modeled after everybody and everything I had seen before. That worked for a while, right? And it was around that time that I that I came to know you and I, I learned more about business. So when I first started, I, I started afraid. I started with low pricing, self-esteem. I didn't know really how to operate a business. I believed in my gift, but I didn't know what I was doing, right? And so I found a coach to teach me a little bit more about business. And you were like, girl, you charging too low. And I learned to, you know, step into that a little bit more. And I realized that people would pay more. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, right? So (laughs) because of that, my business grew, right? Because I was charging more and people were paying. And so I grew. I became a multi-six-figure business pretty quickly and things looked good, but it wasn't authentic. I wasn't in alignment. I wasn't using what really, you know, I wasn't doing 
what God really wanted me to be doing. And that was a process, right? I was skilled. So I was working and operating in my competent zone, but not in my zone of genius to pull from a book that I love, The the Big Leap. So eventually I went through a process. I got burned out essentially and needed to make a shift in the business to make the big leap to get to my true zone of genius. By then I had started to have some results, some success. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay. I am that girl a little bit, you know, (laughs) but it still took a lot of work, mindset work to really believe that I could be who God was really calling me to be. Yeah. And that's just, you know, the truth. Yeah. Which I think is admirable, right? Like there's a Mm -hmm. couple of things that you said, but the one thing I wrote down when you're talking about getting to the multi six figure mark and you said it, it wasn't authentic or in alignment, mm-hmm. like the courage that you had found, realized, like whatever the right adjective is to describe yeah. it, to call yourself out. Yeah. Like where, like where did that come from? Because I know that there are people listening right now that have businesses that are quote unquote successful. Yeah. They are, you know, one step from not even burnout, like whatever is after burnout, like they're one step from that. They are, you even said it earlier, they're settling mm-hmm. for whatever it is that they're experiencing. And that's the dream because that's what is coming into their life experience instead of pushing their own lim- limits and having the courage to call themselves out. Like, so where did the courage to call yourself out come from so that you could pivot and start to do, or let's not say pivot, let's say shift. Yeah. So that you could start to shift and do what was feeding your soul and bringing you joy. Well, see, it gets, it gets real, real right up and through here. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So one, I was crying myself going into the office. Right. So I was repeating a cycle that I had seen six, seven years earlier when I was working for someone else. So I'm crying going into my office. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Number two, everybody's getting paid, but me, right? Mm. So everything that's coming in was going out. And part of the reason that was happening was because I didn't want to do the work, mm-hmm. right? I'm hiring people. So we look really great. We have this firm, but I'm I'm hiring people because I don't want to do half of the work that we're taking in, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not inspired and it's not the work that I want to do. So that was a problem. And so essentially the work that I was doing was managing a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of problems, a whole bunch of work that was not transforming, right? We had become transactional and I was called to transform. So there was nothing about this business. Oh, hold on. You know, I can't just let you slide over that. (laughs) I remember the first time you said that at a mastermind (laughs) retreat and everybody in the room, like there was a shift. (laughs) So back that thing up, slow it down and say it for us one more time. Yeah. The reason who does she think she is was called to business in the first place was because every shift that I had gone through in my life up until that point was for a purpose. And that purpose was to support others in their own transformation. So I had gotten to a place where I had built a business that was supposed to be transforming, but instead 
we were transactional. Can you do a three-hour training? Can you do a workshop for our people on this complex topic for 90 minutes? Sure, we can do that. Sure, we can do that. Sure, we can do that. Transaction, transaction, transaction. Is that going to solve their problem? Hell no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's deeper than that. Like you said, my gift is to get to the root, lift that thing up so we can actually transform and make a difference and shift you to where you're actually supposed to be. That's what I was supposed to be doing. That is not what I was doing. And subsequently, I was crying myself into the office every day. So I don't know how courageous it was. <laughs> well, I mean, but eventually, I mean, you did this. That I brought myself to the carpet. Yeah. And you were like, I can't do this no more. Correct. Like, that's courage because you, I mean, how much money did you turn away mm-hmm. because you didn't want to do it anymore? That's courage. Okay. Because somebody else is still pimping themselves out. Yeah. Because it's easier. Cause they got a lifestyle and they got a car payment and they want to do whatever. And even yeah. though it's work that doesn't fill their soul, they would rather sell their soul than admit that they're doing something that they're not called to do. Yeah. That's courage all day long. <laughs> nah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I did, I took a, I took a sabbatical and I got quiet and I came back with this. I actually was working with a branding company as well because during the evenings I was doing work that brought me joy, right? Mm -hmm. So I, by day I was doing work that blessed other people, (laughs) but I was working with women, um, trying to, you know, start businesses and doing other things. And I was doing, you know, I was doing a bunch of stuff all over the place. And so I had hired a branding company to, figure out how to bring all these things together. And they came back and they said, well, we've talked to your clients and we've, you know, interviewed people and here's what we found. You are the common denominator. Everybody comes because of you and you have this powerful ability to shift whatever, you know, you touch. So we think you should rename the company Marissa Cupane. It's your brand. You are what it, and I was just like, no, I'm no, I'm behind the scenes. I'm not in front of this. You know, I was resistant at first, but again, I was like, okay, it's not really about me. And I recognize that again, I have a daughter and I was just like, well, there are men in the space who I follow, Stephen Covey, John Maxwell, they're branded names based on their name. So how dare I sit here and say, no, it can't be my name when I'm following other white men in particular. Of course it can be my name. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And as I did that, that was sort of the beginning of me stepping into who I am, right? Because now the vision is clear, it's bold, it's big, and I'm owning it. And that was the beginning of now showing up. I will never forget the first meeting I attended with my company name as Marissa Cupane International. And I was so afraid, right? I was um, not afraid, but I was self-conscious. But not only I attended that event, I got a contract at an event and my largest contract, right, has come under that brand. And so, yeah, we're sitting pretty now, right, in our space. And that that was the evolution of how I came to stand in my truth. 
Yeah. And I love that because, you know, that just the, the realization or the reflection on the Stephen Coveys and the John Maxwell's and the Jim Rohn's and the, you know, the Les Brown's, these, all these people that their companies are based on the, you know, the personal brand of the, the expert, the, you know, and, and to recognize that you just, you deserve to stand in that space too. Yeah. And that your gift, I mean, dare I say it, is more powerful <laughs> than any of the aforementioned names. And and to to ride with that, even when it was hard. Yeah. Even when you were self-conscious, yeah. even when you didn't want to really do it and you wanted to turn back, like just continuing to live into the courage to shift. Like, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm taking away from our conversation so far is that you had courage to be the first shift so that now you can help others experience whichever shift they need, right? Because life, leadership, or legacy. And you know what? I'm, this is a little diversion, but okay. I just recently had the opportunity to sit in the audience for a taping that Oprah did and for her insiders and sharing with someone about that experience. And, and um, I was a guest and she, you know, interviewed asked me a question. I won't say she interviewed me, but I was a guest in the audience and she asked me a question. My daughter and I were there together and someone locally was asking me about that experience. One of the things that came to me about Oprah, right, and her gift is that she always made room for herself, right, in her journey, right? Starting as a journalist, then with her show and, you know, with her network. And now, even though she's on to, you know, different, bigger things, she's still kind of that sweet spot for her is still connecting with audiences. And she found a way to still do it Mm -hmm. in a way that fits the lifestyle that she wants at, you know, 65. I can't believe she's 69 years old. She looks so amazing. Are you ready for Move to Millions Live 2024? Well, registration is now open. It is going down May 22nd through the 24th, just outside of Washington, D.C. You have to be there if you have millions on your mind. If you think the book was something, wait until you you get into proximity to your next level. The conversations, the clarity, the collaborations, and the community that is going to get you to and beyond the million dollar mark is waiting for you now. Go grab your seat at movetomillionsevent.com. If you love the Move to Millions podcast, you are going to go crazy for Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million-dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustle and grind. This brand new book is changing lives already. With thousands of copies sold, you have got to get yours. It must be in your professional library if you are a million-dollar CEO or you've got millions on your mind. Get your copy and our bonuses today at movetomillionsbook.com. And I feel like that's sort of what I'm stepping into, right? Mm -hmm. We go from shift to shift, but ultimately the purpose and the light that we have, you know, once you own it, once you embrace it, it it will carry with you regardless of where you go, right? And so 
I started with a consulting firm that was very buttoned up and very traditional. Mm -hmm. I've shifted more. Um, we shifted to more of a boutique firm and we, we settled into that, right? Based on my name. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now because, you know, I'm shifting again, right? Into based on some, you know, a life shift that we may or may not talk about. But I'm shifting again. And but but what hasn't changed and what won't ever change is that I will always be working with others in the area of transformation, period. Yeah. Like that's never gonna change. And I just, I just um I'm so like I said, I'm so happy to know that and to be able to, you know, plant my post in that no matter what. Yeah. And what I love, and I don't, I don't know that this was God's design. This is like my reflection knowing you, you for as many years as we've been in partnership, the fact that you've experienced all the shifts. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, I feel like to a certain extent, if you haven't experienced it, it's theory. Mm -hmm. But having had experienced it, it, it allows your coaching mm -hmm. to be that much more transformational. Yeah. You know He's what I mean? Funny. He real funny <laughs> that way. God is who we talking about when we say he, y'all. God just in case. is definitely who we talking about. I'm like, oh, you got jokes. Well, here's what I love, Marissa. I love that you, and, and again, and I think I'm going to call this episode the courage to shift because I have mm. chills right now as I'm even thinking about what I'm about to say. One of the things that I, I admire about you is that you have always had the courage to shift. And to have the courage to shift when it's uncomfortable for you, when it's uncomfortable for other people, when it's not popular, when there are reasons that you can, you can make for it to stay in whatever requires the shift, mm -hmm. choosing yourself and choosing to shift. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just feel like that is such an example for women. We're going we're gonna to talk about Black women and Black women entrepreneurs for a second. Because yeah. you said something earlier. You said, I, was, I decided to settle on a more practical dream. Yeah. And I feel like the Marissa that I'm in conversation with right now has decided not to settle for a more practical dream, but instead to get everything that she knows she deserves and desires even if it upsets the apple cart, even if it disrupts life and business and whatever, <laughs> like even if the desire, the courage to, to continue to shift and to be the example of what's possible for every woman you have the privilege to serve, the women that haven't even met you yet, the women that are going to move in your direction as a result of this conversation, because I'm just going to sidebar and she didn't ask me to do this. But if you are a woman, whether you're an executive or an entrepreneur that is experiencing life transition and you, you need support to navigate it and you yeah. want to navigate it in a way that honors who you are, you need to, you need to call her. You need to like, like Olita Adams says, I don't care how you get to, yeah. her, to her if you can. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm serious. Like the gift that resides on the inside of this woman, I can do my best to put words to it, but I really mm. cannot put words to the experience that you'll have because it's who she is innately. And if her life has been anything for us as an example of what's possible for you, when you also get the courage to shift your, your next days are going to be better than your latter days because she's so committed to giving you the space and the permission to shift. However, mm -hmm. you need to shift to get what's best for you. So that was a mm -hmm. sidebar. <laughs> 
Um, Thank you so much. And I, I, yeah. I got to pause here and just catch the listeners up a little bit, right? Because yeah. you're speaking from a place that I, I don't think they can connect to unless okay. they know a little bit more about my story. Okay. So I single, married, separated, life after divorce. I just want to say that. So I shared how the branding company supported in helping us lean into this shift mantra that was in 2019. Mm-hmm. At the time I was married, I'm an empty nester, have three amazing children. They are now 23, 25, 28 at the time of this taping. And so I was, you know, had the dream. Like I said, the mortgage, the minivan, all the things. And I uh, had a podcast with my um, husband at the time. And, you know, just was actually preparing to celebrate a 25th vow renewal, just all the beautiful things. We were around pandemic time, didn't know that was coming, but this was the time frame. We had a big launch, big um, shift the experience event in 2019, and we continued to have an annual event thereafter. And I relocated from my hometown from St. Louis to New York in um, 2021, I believe it was. But things began to shift in my relationship. And after doing all the things, I made the decision to leave the relationship. We are now actually going through a divorce. And so imagine my husband, my ex-husband, excuse me, was a minister. So imagine being the power couple. We actually received a power couple award, the minister, the esteemed role model, all of the things 27 years in, that's like three marriages, right? In today's times, minimum, right? (laughs) And then having this, you know, purpose around shifting and a podcast and just all of the things and having then that thing look different, right? And when you talk about shifting, and that's just in one life area, right? The women that I talk to, the women that I support have shifted in, right, grief, health, sometimes marriage, sometimes children, all of the things can be disruptive to our business. I know you have talked about how unsuccessful Black women in particular can be in business and trying to do this. A lot of times that's business savvy, sales savvy, but often it's also life shifts, Mm -hmm. right? Life is going to life you. And as I was going through. So I'm like, at the time that we launched Shift, I did not know this big old transformational hairy shift was coming to me. I thought I knew Shift because I had shifted out of career into entrepreneurship. I'd shifted from, you know, a you know, consulting to boutique, you know, and some other little shift baby. <laughs> you try shifting out of a 27-year marriage and being mother and wife and having a whole bunch of, you know, stuff going on in your life to just you and a city by yourself, because I left New York and moved to a city all on my own, while still trying to now having to shift the business model because I don't have two incomes anymore, Mm -hmm. whole bunch of shift. And still having a brand and a social kind of presence and what that looks like, I had to navigate that. I'm still navigating that. And so I I think that when I hear you talking about how to do that and what that looks like, I decided, right, to 
do it in a way that felt still felt authentic to me. And I've had to do it and model it in a way um, that lets people know I'm not just talking about it. I'm being about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. Like all I, all I got is the courage to shift because I know, (laughs) I know that there are people who are dying on the inside and settling. Like I think about that, um, when I was driving down the road adjacent to my house and God said, I will let them live on whatever level they settle for. Mm-hmm. There are people who are settling for where they are right now because it's here. Right. Yes. Instead of settling for the biggest shift ever, the shift yeah. that's going to finally bring into their life, everything that it is that they've been saying that they want, right. They've been yeah. writing in their journey journal, putting on their vision boards or whatever the case might be. Like, it's just, what do you say to them? Like if someone, if someone is listening right now and they are settling for the level where they are not experiencing everything that they most desire in their life and they feel empty, maybe even dead on the inside and just going through the motions on the outside, like what would you say to them? Could you just speak mm-hmm. into their lives right now? Absolutely. So the first thing I want to say is you already know. (laughs) I remember the moments that, of course, the first thing I did once I, when I relocated was get my little hips into therapy. Mm -hmm. And I remember it took me a while to find the right person. So, you know, take your time find the right person, right? So it does take time. I use an app and I went to a different therapist every week until I found the one. Mm-hmm. She asked me a question that came with, you know, I was talking about my situation and, you know, she's like, well, well, had you seen this before? When did you know? And it took me probably 30 minutes to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sat there and sat with that question and cried the tears of shame, honestly, because to because the answer was I, I knew a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to admit that meant so much more about me and not the person. Mm-hmm. Right. And I you know, I was, I'm the strong black woman. I'm all of these things. And so there's no way that, that yes, could be the answer because then what does that say about me? Yeah. That's real. Oh my gosh. Right. It took me a good, but I needed that time. And, and like I said, good therapist matters. She just sat there and and gave me the space Mm -hmm. to get that out right? You need your emotions have to flow through you, right? So many of us strong women in particular, we, and men too, especially actually, we bottle it up, right? We strong, right? We suppress it. And then that creates new problems because it's that suppression is hanging out in our bodies somewhere. And so we really actually need to give ourselves permission to get that can we cuss on your podcast? I need to give yeah, myself permission to get that shit out so that it can flow so that there's room for what actually needs to come in. No matter yeah. what it is, right? We got to name it, 
to tame it. Mm-hmm. And so until you're willing to accept it, right, to identify it, to say it, right, release the power and the stronghold mm-hmm. off, we can, I promise you, we can deal with it. It ain't, it's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Like I said, I'm saying I am now officially, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was a relationship coach before. I'm all, you know, I'm still a relationship coach. I, yeah. Like I said, I was married 27 years. I'm an amazing wife, right? Mm-hmm. Single, married, separated, life after divorce. I done done all the things. I'm doing all the, now I know all the things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that has not changed, right? But we've got to name it. We've got to be willing to confront it in mm-hmm. order for us to get to resolution for it. If you're yeah. not willing, you're right, to get to that pile of paper, you got to start opening the mail. Right. Yeah. You can't order for what us to address to confront. it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. That's um, so good. How has all the shifts, especially the most recent shift, how has it impacted or maybe impacting is impacted isn't the right word. How is it showing up in the business today? Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Meaningfully, meaningfully, again, fully transparent. I'll go first because clearly that's what Jesus wanted me to do. (laughs) Especially because, you know, half of my business is supporting women, right? And like I said, there was a time, you know, when I was like, well, because, you know, divorce is a private thing Mm -hmm. and it's a legal thing, right? So Mm -hmm. in addition to the private part, there's also legality that keeps you from being able to speak, you Mm -hmm. know, or talk about, not that you would have to, but it's a little tricky to navigate. I know you love the Move to Millions podcast. I know you can't wait every single week for me to drop a new episode. You know what that tells me? It tells me that you're also going to love my brand new book, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustling grind. Listen to me. Everything you need to know to make millions of dollars without losing your shirt, your sanity, or anything that's important to you in the process is in this powerful book. It takes what you are experiencing each week on the podcast to the absolute next level. Go now to movetomillionsbook.com to grab your copy. If you love the Move to Millions podcast and the Move to Millions book is blowing your mind, then you have got to join us for Move to Millions Live. All the details are waiting for you to secure your seat at movetomillionsevent.com. And because I am a, you know, sort of personal brand and I personally share, people think I share all my business. Trust me, I do not. But it seems like it, right? (laughs) And so it was tricky trying to figure out, you know, now I'm in a different city. So it felt uncomfortable, you know, it's like, well, what's she doing there? And he's there. So I I couldn't necessarily announce right away. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, interesting. People would be, you know, DMing me, hey, I'm in New York. You want to get together? And I'm like, sure would, but too bad I'm in Nashville, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was, there was definitely that, that challenging. So I, you know, and I, I talked about it. I talked about it with my therapist. I created a very small, you know, support group that I process things with 
and really decided strategically how and when, you know, I would announce what I would say, not again, centered so much on the relationship, but I had to get to a place where I was comfortable telling my story, right? Separating from the relationship, but owning and not necessarily caretaking for someone else's story experience yes considering feelings but not owning someone else's feelings that was progress and healing I definitely had a women's group I had to take a break again right and and being comfortable and able because you can't you got to put your mask on first right I can't feed you right now I need to be fed right Mm -hmm and being comfortable and okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so shifting and, and, you know, I'm fortunate again, that my brand and my name speaks for me in rooms that I'm not in. Yeah. And so I was able to have enough business to take care of me right in earnest because of the way we operate it. I wouldn't necessarily do this if I had it to do again, I don't necessarily believe in mistakes, But the way our household operated, I didn't necessarily have to worry about my household bills. Mm -hmm. So I didn't necessarily pull from the business as much as I should have, right? Mm -hmm. Now I've got to rely on the business for 100% of my income. That's different, which Mm -hmm. means I had to cut staff, Mm -hmm. right? So I had to make a lot of strategic business decisions that that shifted things. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just took it you know, one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah. what I love in there is that there's two things that really stand out for me. Number one, even when, or, or in spite of, let's say in spite of the shift, yeah, the ability to be able to look at your business and identify what you have to have versus what is nice to have. Correct. Right. Like one of the things that I advocate for is a lean team. Will there be people to support you? Yes, because you can't do all the things. Right. Yep. And if you do, you're just going to delay your acceleration. But you don't also don't need all the people and really looking for ways to make sure that the people that you do have are the right people and they can multi hat it for you so that things are getting covered. Right. So being able to evaluate that. Um, and that's probably the first thing that stood out. And then the second thing is that there is no one way to scale and sustain a business. And when you are experiencing a shift, the beautiful thing about the businesses that we create and curate is that they can shift with us. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to pull that out for those of you who are listening that might be going through your own life transition right now and being fearful of how that might impact your business. Like, being a, a fiscally responsible business person mm-hmm. means that you will be able to have the resource that you need in order to navigate whatever the path is. Like Marissa and I have had many a coaching call where I'm like, <laughs> everything you need is going to be provided. Like, let's <laughs> let's keep the main thing, the main thing. Like literally just last week, we were working on a strategy. I'm like, you won't need, we don't need no sales page. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't need no funnel. This is what I need you to do, right? Like, yeah. And and all of that is okay. Yeah. Like, I think we get our pennies in a bunch because we feel like we have to have all the things. But we have to remember: before there was an internet, there were million dollar companies. Yes. And those companies were designed and selling through relationship. Correct. Right. And so, whenever we're in a shift, 
that's an opportunity for us to go back to the relationships that we have and to see what we have that's right in our back pocket that we forgot about because we have all of these other fancy things that we could be doing to move our business forward. Yeah. And I want to say again, back to that, why businesses fail and how life shifts can impact that. I think it's human nature, right? To resort back to comfort zone. Yeah. And so I think it's very common for women to think I got to get a job. <laughs> right in this space, at least a part-time job or something, because we are, we want safety, right? We want safety and we want security. And I won't say, cause this was a message that was, you know, percolating and being told to me, get a job, get a job, get a job. So I, it was something that I was considering mm -hmm. until I really sat down and recognized, looked at my numbers, looked at my gift, my talent, I'm looking at the marketplace and I'm looking at my business and what my what I bring in and I'm like there isn't a job out here that's going produce what I'm able to produce on my own. No, I'm not functioning at full capacity, right? But yeah. even at 50, 60%, I can do better than any job out here yeah. <laughs> that's going to consume and take my time, right? It's a mindset shift yeah. and getting to a place where we're not listening to the voices that don't mean us, that may be well-intentioned. Yeah. Some of them do, some of them don't. But you've got to really, you know, you may have to minimize the distractions and things in other places so that you can be centered, but don't shift, right? Don't shift the wrong things, just yeah. get centered so that you can focus. The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah, that's good. And even when you know you have to shift, don't necessarily rush into the shift. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like making sure that, the strategy is clear, whatever yeah. it is, right? I mean, I mean, I can imagine depending upon what the shift is that we have to make and how emotional it is, wanting to be irrational and just fly into the shift, right? Yeah. But recognizing the need to stop and allow the shift to simmer so you can get your bearings so that as you shift, you don't lose what's the most important thing and the reason you're shifting in the first place. So I love that. I think yeah, I say it all the time. Do not suffer in silence and don't do it alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so important for us as well, especially the more personal it is and personal it gets. Yeah. You know, we we isolate ourselves and that's the time when you need support the most. You are in your head in all of the areas and you can't think well that way. Yeah. You need someone on a regular recurring basis speaking life into you, yeah. especially if you've lost your person, lost you, right? Your support. Yeah. Going internal is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. And that's, Whether I mean, you're paying for it or it's free. Correct. Don't suffer in silence. It's so the wrong true. thing to do. Yeah. I mean, there's so many statistics that just talk about the fact that I forget. I think it's like 80% of cancers happen because of Ooh. unresolved feelings, forgiveness, and emotion. So that means 80% of the cancers that we as a country experience, we could have avoided if we didn't suffer in silence. Goodness. Yeah, that's really crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Let's crazy. not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's absolutely not do that. As we think about, is there yes. anything that we've left unsaid that we should mm. say? You know, 
I am now sitting, I don't know, 14, 15 months into, you know, probably the second largest shift of my life. And I was just thinking about this. I am so grateful, not easy, not done, (laughs) but I was, you know, just celebrating how far I have come Mm -hmm. in, you know, a year's time Mm -hmm. and the things that I am working on today are not the things I was working on a year ago. And to be able to see the progress, the growth, the healing, and to now be, I am actually opening my, I'm I'm ready, right? Again, I had not, um, I had closed my calendar, right? To, to one-on-one while I was in my own process, but I'm opening my calendar again this fall to take on, I want a full roster because I'm ready. And just, you know, to know that, this too shall pass, Mm -hmm. but not only will it pass that you can be proactive and strategic in how it passes, right? You don't have to be passive about it. There are actually things that you can do even when, you know, I say that there are planned shifts sometimes and there are unplanned shifts, right? Mm -hmm. Even with those unplanned shifts, you can still be strategic in how you get from your current state to the future state that you desire. And I am a living, breathing testimony to that. Yeah, that's so good. So good. All right. Now, you know, I, I mean, I have to ask you our closing questions. I'll do that in a second. Okay. I can't have you on here and we not talk for just a minute about what it's been like for us to work together over the <laughs> years, why you keep hiring me why are we still doing life together so I just wanted to give you a forum just to chat a little bit about um, the experience and us working together as a part of the mastermind whatever you would want to share with the people as it pertains to that imagine someone's asking you what's it like why do you keep doing it so funny that you say that because we've talked about all of the different times that I have shifted in my business and in my life And for the past mm, almost decade now, probably, Mm -hmm. um, you've been a part of that. And when you find something you like, stick with it. Like, what are you shifting for? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) And I think what is beautiful about working with you is that you always deliver you know, no matter what or where I am, you always deliver for whichever strategy I'm working on personally and professionally, you always deliver. So your gift is sick (laughs) and in a good way as well. And so it is a life partnership, like who I am today as a owner, as a boss, as a entrepreneurial CEO, right? I came in as a CEO, but I came in as an employee CEO. Mm -hmm. There's a difference Mm -hmm. between an employee CEO and an entrepreneurial CEO. The reason I'm able to stand flat foot uh, and confidence, you know, is because of you. 
there's no question about that. And so, you know, I'm I'm here because you my coach, period. I have all the feels. I love it. I love it. I love you so much. We are going to make sure that we put everybody's information in the show notes so that they can connect with you. Cause I know there's going to be some women. And again, you guys, I, and I don't, I don't do this and I'm not doing this just because we are in partnership together as coach yeah. and client and, and all of that. I truly believe in the work that Marissa does. Thank and you. if she says she's opening up her calendar this fall, I don't know what that means. I'm not going to ask her to tell us, but I'm going to tell you slide in them DMs, (laughs) start you a conversation. If you really want to have somebody who can hold you to the shift that is going to take you to where God has always seen you and to feel supported in every way as you do slide in her DMs. And we'll make sure that we put all of her information in the show notes. Now, Marissa, before I let you go, I have to ask you our three closing questions. First, what is the quote that when you are having a moment and you need to shift helps you to make the shift? What's the quote? When I'm having a moment, you know, my favorite quote is, it seems odd. Like an, I would say it probably seems like an odd one to go to, but I was raised by my grandparents. My grandmother was the matriarch of our family. She was my very best friend. Mm. And she transitioned when I was 20, way too early. But because of her and my grandfather's influence in my life, service and legacy are values and themes in my life. Mm -hmm. And service is the rent we pay for the space we occupy Mm -hmm. is responsibility Uh (laughs) that sticks with me. And when I can't, I think of people besides me. Uh The first time I knew that I needed to shift, I didn't have it in me to do it for myself. I have a daughter though, that I was raising that I love immensely. And I knew that if she saw the state that I was in at that moment, it wasn't what I wanted for her. So I I got my shift together mm-hmm. for her. So, yeah. and I know women do a lot and too much for everybody. And I'm I'm aware of that as well, but but that's what gets me. Service yeah. is the rent we pay for the space we that. occupy. I love that. What is one book that you would say has been instrumental when you think about your own move to millions, when you'll move back to millions, like all of that, like what's been the book or Mm -hmm. the book that you come back to over and over and over Mm -hmm. besides move to millions? Of course. book hasn't come out yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I mentioned it already. The big leap. Okay. Yeah. I love, I love Gay (laughs) Hendricks and that book. So grateful to him for that book. And then lastly, what is one tool that you swear by that has made a difference for you? as you've been moving to and beyond millions. (laughs) So it's funny, you mentioned all the things, the apps and the software and what you need for team and all of that. And when we talked last week, well, I don't know if I said this to you, but I've been, I've been sharing about our conversation with others since then. And I was just like, I need the business that I can manage with a microphone and Zoom. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Those are my two tools. You, baby, you give me it. a mic. I can use it in person. I can use it virtually. And I got Zoom for virtual and I'm good. Them the two tools I can I love it. out. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> this has been such a rich conversation. I know that women will come back to this. Men too will come back to this over and over and over and just pull on the nuggets that you shared. I just want to thank you for having the courage to shift. And for willingly inviting people into your shift, some of the shift while it was happening. Because when I think about every shift, while it was going on, you started telling people about it. And I think that in and of itself takes courage. And it's just an example of the leader that you are and the commitment that you have to transformation for other people. So thank you for being here. Thank you. That was amazing. 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 Didn't I tell you it was going to be amazing? Listen. Marissa is such a gem and we really just scratched the surface. So I think about the conversation and many of the things that she said and how she just kind of unwrapped them for you. Oh, amazing. I'm going to pull a few things out. I love when she said I was willing and courageous enough to jump out there. That's what we talked about a lot, or at least that's what I interpreted from what we talked about, the courage to shift. I loved how she admitted that she started out with low pricing self-esteem. I mean, how many of us have done that? I mean, my hand's up. (laughs) You might not be able to see it, but I certainly had low pricing self-esteem when I first came into the marketplace. I loved the courage to realize that the business that she had built, the multiple six-figure business that she had built, wasn't authentic and in alignment and deciding to shift to being willing to call herself out and to get the business that was truly designed for her. I loved when she said, and I want you to think about this in your own business, we had become transactional and I was called to transform. Are you being more transactional than you are transformational? And what would you need to change in order to be more transformational so that you experience transactions? Because I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a monetary exchange, but we shouldn't do it for the money, right? And I loved. Even the question that she asked as we were talking about our work together over the past eight years, and she kind of said it jokingly, but what are you shifting for? I want you to ask yourself, regardless of where you are right now, if you can see where you should be or where you desire to be instead, what are you shifting for? That's the question I want you to ask yourself. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take however you listen to this podcast, and I want you to take a, you know, a screenshot, a selfie, and I want you to tag me in a story, tag me and tag Marissa so that we can know that you have just listened to the courage to shift. And as a result, you are about to start your biggest shift yet. As Marissa stated her DM, or as I stated for Marissa, her DMs are open. If you would like to slide on in there and get some support into your biggest and best shift yet. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. The way I see it, you deserve a business that generates millions. We'd love to have you join us in May at Move to Millions Live to help you prepare, plan, and position your company for the million dollar mark. Visit Move to Millions event now to grab your seat. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright and to access them, You need only move. See you next time. Take care.